All right, welcome back to Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I'm your host, Alley Cat, and today I'm here with Simone, and we're going to be talking about anxiety. So, first thing I think about with anxiety is shortness of breath. Like, I hear that word, I say that word, and mm-hmm. I automatically, like, can't breathe a little bit. Like, it's like, <gasps> And I wonder a little bit, like, how you manage your anxiety. Um, for me, it's, like, with the breath. Um, I'll just, wherever I am, I'll stop and I'll take a few moments and just deep breathe. Like, breathe, Lord, breathe deeply in and out. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, like, the most helpful thing, even if it's just one or two breaths. Uh-huh. And I know other folks do other things, but what's, like, one key thing that you like to do? Uh, one key thing that works for me is stretching. Um, just to kind of stop what I'm doing if I feel like the the anxiety is just like overwhelming me and I can't focus and I'm just you know like you said the shortness of breath I'll take a moment step away and do that just bend over let your arms dangle head dangle and just inhale exhale and just try to ground myself so stretching is my is one of my go-to's that's my number two. I like, honestly, I pair them with the breath when you mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. But that's the other. Whenever I'm like anywhere, I'm like, okay. People are like, what are you doing? Like my students are like, Miss Allie, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm stretching, y'all. You should get into it. Yeah. It's a thing. It is. Um, I really admire, so y'all background. I met Simone in a poetry scene at Speak On It. Um, just so interesting because you have had different careers. You've had different iterations of yourself and Poetry, like being a poet, is one of those iterations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of people assume that people who perform, who have different stage presence, or who do anything like uh, you do here too, like mm-hmm. there's this level of confidence. There's this level of I got this, but right. you never doubt anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about anxiety. So I wonder in those spaces where you have to hold space as like this confident, exuberant person, mm-hmm. how do you stay grounded? Yeah. Like you mentioned stretching, but how do you um, really show up in those spaces in the way that you need to? Yes, I'm so glad you touched on that because um, I almost kind of feel, I don't want to say it like a fraud at times, but I hear that so much like, you're so confident, you're so confident. I hear that all the time. And if people only knew the struggle to present the way that I present, um, what I go through when I'm alone. You know, I'm pretty much a social introvert. My career as a hairstylist of almost 27 years, you know, it's like you're on stage. Um, and spoken word, you're on stage as well. So you kind of have to, what I have to do is put all of my anxiety on the back burner and remind myself to be of service. Mm-hmm. Like um, being of service, uh, being a vessel, um, trying to help people, you know, uh, even though doing hair is like an outer thing, it helps people with self-esteem. You know, you feel more confident. Your hair is looking good. You get a nice scalp massage. Or I write a poem about a life experience and put my anxiety and fears and insecurities on the back burner as far as I can and get up there and share as genuinely and openly and passionately as I can. And it's like healing for myself. So I feel like I'm blessed to have um, a career and the gift of spoken word and writing to kind of like heal myself and hopefully heal others at the same time. Mm-hmm. I really resonate with that. And 
that's something I've currently been struggling with in my performance realm mm-hmm. um, is the anxiety because I'll write something, I'll have emotions around it, and then I'll get anxious before whatever performance I have. Even when I would just go on the mic, like open mic at speak on it, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I'm just my name off the list. Oh my god, I had panic attacks there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be like, sorry, Tiff, like I just had to take my name off because I just couldn't. And she's like, I get it. Yeah. Um, but Same. it's hard because. People have this personification of who you are. Exactly. And like you said, I when I show up in those spaces, I show up for why I wrote the piece. Yes. I show up for, you know, whatever moment that is that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to share this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so hard. There are moments where I'm like, I'm not going tonight because I'm just Same. overwhelmed. There's too many, too many nerves. Same. Yeah. And I really, people have asked me, they're like, well, you seem fine. Like, you mm-hmm. seem like this. And I'm like okay, looks can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really important that we do have these conversations. I have a friend uh, from high school who committed suicide mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she was anxious. She was stressed. She was going through a lot. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I've been thinking a lot about is, like, I haven't talked to her in a while, but I know that the way that anxiety and stress works, it tells you you're alone. Mm-hmm. And it keeps that on the loop, right? right? And so... Do you have people in your life who check in on you, who make sure you're good? Mm-hmm. Like, that you're able to talk to, like, oh my God, I just had a panic attack oh, yeah. because of this, and they're like present for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, my circle is very small. Um, I'm very selective on who I like get close to me. Unfortunately, I've, you know, had some periods in my life where I had to kind of like walk away from toxic relationships and, you know, so. It made the circle even tighter and smaller. So yes, um, I have my best friend. I have my daughter. I'm very. I've always been very transparent with my daughter, and I feel like now that she's a young adult, my daughter's 22, like we can hold space for each other. Like with her being, you know, half my age, she's like mirroring back the seeds that I planted in her. So it's like she knows how to take care of me without it being codependent. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we've created healthy boundaries, but you know, it's amazing when your child can actually be like, I understand how you feel, I've been through that. And she's being genuine, she's just wow. not being a parrot, like saying what she knows I need to hear. She can relate because she's had enough life experiences to feed off of to be able to care for me in that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have a few, I have maybe like, you know, one hand. Yeah, and I don't, think, I don't think that it's about like the <laughs> the quantity. Mm-hmm. It's really about the quality. And I yeah. only ask that because like that's we're not having enough of these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my friend's passing had me and my mom having more conversations about mental health. Mm-hmm. And um, like I battled a lot of depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. And my mom talked to her about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially she was like, oh, pray about it. Just you know, like, there'll be a way, and I was just like, this is not one of those things. Yeah. Um, it's and a depressing thing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like nagging at you and presenting itself as, you know, a solution when it's not. Like, right, and I think know. that there's, you know, there is, you know, whatever benefits you have in prayer and meditation mm-hmm. and, like, you know, centering within yourself, but there are moments where you don't even want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, where I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Um, and I have had experiences with anxiety mm-hmm. where I'll literally be anxious the night before mm-hmm. where I don't sleep where I'm like overthinking and yeah. replaying and all of these things are mm-hmm. happening um, and I just think that 
the lack of communication we're having as a society, like mm-hmm. you were saying, the, the shame that we have right. around all of it, mm-hmm. um, is a lot of the problems we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Seeing the amount of young people who've been killing themselves yeah. in this last decade has mm-hmm. skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't, <laughs> that doesn't sit well with me. No, me neither. It's, it's really, that's why um, I feel like it's really important. I was encouraged last year um, seeing a lot of celebrities, black celebrities come out and start speaking about depression and anxiety basically like taking the shame away from it because you know a lot of people hold celebrities people they see in social media or on tv or whatever they put them on a pedestal so if you know your favorite athlete is saying hey i suffer from anxiety and depression then some young you know young kid can you know a black youth can feel like okay i'm not a weirdo i'm not all alone Mm -hmm. you know when people come out and say hey i'm gay or i'm bi or I have suicidal thoughts, it kind of like takes the stigma off of it, like making maybe help, hopefully one person won't feel as alone. Yeah, I think representation is really important, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're talking about mental health because mm-hmm. it's almost like, an, it's an invisible identity. Mm-hmm. And so people can't just look at you and be like, oh, this, these are the things she battles and these are the reasons why and this mm-hmm. is how this has happened. Um, and one thing I have noticed, I have seen different celebrities, you know, bring out um, their mental health and their challenges, and you assume that they're fine. Like Lizzo, Lizzo is one of like the celebrities I've seen who will talk about okay. being anxious, being depressed, yeah, being yeah. you know, in these spaces of like not feeling as confident as mm-hmm. she portrays herself to be always. Right. Um, and I've appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's a lot of going around um, in the media about like how celebrities portray themselves but I think that ultimately in our communities it's another thing for us to talk about yeah um because we all are making these assumptions based Mm -hmm. on social media based on events that we go to Mm -hmm. oh they're good oh my gosh like they're great Mm -hmm. I will go and perform something and literally have a whole ass panic attack before or after or both right (laughs) or have to like me I'll I'll just be transparent have to be tipsy you know or take some cbd oil or just enough to kind of like calm you know and suppress the anxiety just so i can go ahead and perform and while i'm performing it's almost like an out-of-body experience i'm not even present it's like i have to disconnect from myself to be able to you know offer to engage to be able to you know give what i what i came there to give Mm -hmm. um one thing that i wanted to touch on um i just feel almost brokenhearted for our black men and black boys. Yes, you know, all of us, you know, men and women, but I feel like there's even more of a struggle, you know, as far as black men are concerned, black youth, teens, what have you, black boys, they're not allowed to be emotional. You know, I think it might be getting better now, but um, because of, well, you probably know better than I do, but it creates, that man-child syndrome, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and adult males who don't know how to be vulnerable, and they kind of they're suffering in silence. Mm-hmm. And he asks, "How are you doing?" "Oh, I'm good," yep. you know. But then there's all this trauma that's you know boiling inside or you know building up inside, and it's just like a. I just feel like it's really something that I want to be a part of the solution for, you know, yeah. for all of us. And I know that there are, there are going to be varying solutions, right? That there's right. going to be different ways people are able to approach and engage with 
taking care of themselves and really checking in because it's a choice. Yeah. If you want to stay in your cycle of trauma and your cycle of abuse and any cycle that you enter Mm -hmm. or have entered in your life, Mm -hmm. you can stay there. Right. Um, And I think a lot of people, a lot of us backslide, you Mm -hmm. know, where we're like, okay, we're good, we're good, we're great. And then whoosh, yeah. you're back where you never thought that you would be. Yes. And you were like, how the heck How'd did I get this here? Yeah. I yeah. thought I was over there. And mm-hmm. I think that there's this really beautiful like <clears throat> mysticism that happens around self-care and self-love and healing mm-hmm. that we're not talking about that I, you know, is necessary. Of Like, mm-hmm. you mess up. You make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, you're off the, you know, there's issues where you're often the one that, who's not having the clearest vision mm-hmm. um and i feel like a lot of people are in the victim blame you know in the space of like oh i'm a victim this is me well is me and it's not necessarily the case mm-hmm. like we enter ourselves into some some of these situations yeah. um knowingly and mm-hmm. so i think what i've been wondering about a lot of our like i don't want to generalize in the community but a lot of my own issues with anxiety is like I'll put myself in situations that I know make me anxious. Mm. Like waiting to the last minute for something. Uh-huh. It it like triggers all my little <laughs> antennas and I'm like, oh my God, but freaking you're, out. You're but I know that. that about myself. Mm-hmm. I also know that I operate well under that pressure. Mm-hmm. But what if I didn't have to give myself that pressure? Right. Why don't I, what if I didn't have to have those little mini heart attacks right. to get something done and created mm-hmm. nicely? So I wonder with you if there are ways that you've shifted out of some of those patterns or been able to acknowledge them because most folks don't necessarily acknowledge them out of comfort because it takes it's really uncomfortable to change and to grow out of things you've known so well Mm. so has there been things you noticed that you're like let me pick up my bags or leave this bag and shift into a different lane Mm. okay i guess um one thing that I would say is helpful with that is giving myself the space to cry or do whatever I need to do, isolate, go into hermit mode, um, go for a walk by the water, um, mm-hmm. just anything that's going to kind of like give me a moment to just pause mm-hmm. um, and be okay with having a day. I might cry all day or cry for hours um, or lay in bed and turn my phone off. And be okay with being in that heavy, sad, intense space. But then the next morning, um, you know, journaling, doing my gratitude list, doing my manifestation list, doing my um, just reviewing things that are helpful, reading some of my old, my other poems or what have you, and then just kind of like cleaning the slate and be like, okay, all right, it's a new day. So basically what I'm trying to say in so many words is like not getting stuck. I used to get literally stuck and trapped in the um, cycle of anxiety and depression and just be paralyzed by it where I wasn't leaving the house, leaving the house except to go to work or to go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. like not being social at all. So forcing myself to go to an open mic night when I've been depressed all day or crying all day or anxious at work or you know, having an intense conversation with someone, forcing myself to to go out even when I feel like I just want to isolate. Like, it's okay to, to be to yourself and be in hermit mode or be in loner mode, whatever you want to call it, um, but to also break yourself out of that 
And nine times out of ten, when I go to an open mic event, when I go to speak on it, when I go to Second Mondays, it's it's a healing space, whether I perform or not. Just to be in there in that in that energy of genuine people who have something to offer, something of substance to offer, um, who are speaking their truths and you know selling their art or doing whatever they're doing. I just feel at home there. I hope I'll answer the right. Yeah, no, you definitely did. And I, I was thinking a lot, like, about um, what you said, like, you go out and get yourself out of your, your head space. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important, that, like, that first step of, like, getting yourself out of your loop of your mind space. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not always the greatest. And for me, like, there are moments where I won't, like, I won't even leave the house, like you said. Mm-hmm. like But even, just, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll force myself to go on a walk. Like, okay, we got five minutes outside. Mm-hmm. Like, that's at minimum. That's what we're going to go do. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have a moment where I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to go to speak on it. Or I'm going to just go sit in a cafe and write. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get myself out of this space and just, even just if I'm just releasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to just have you talk a little bit about your gratitude list. Mm-hmm. Um, what that is for you, what that looks like, and how you use it in your life. Um, the gratitude list um, is in my phone. It's in my notes. Um, I try to do one. I either do manifestation or gratitude. And um, it started off really basic. It was like a list of 10 items. And this was the beginning of this year. Um, it was, you know, thank God. I'm thankful for shelter. I'm thankful for my car. I'm thankful for my job. Thankful for my daughter. Thankful for my dog. You know, God rest her soul. Um, just it was just pretty much surface, but then it turned into, you know, like I'm grateful for laughter. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for connection. I'm grateful for deep um, conversations. I'm grateful for community. I'm grateful for a fit body. I'm grateful for you know, like I just started digging deeper, and then it turned into manifestation. So I started putting things on the list that hadn't even occurred yet. And I think in that way, you're, you know, you're being intentional and um, you're creating your life, you know, based on um, what you're giving thanks for. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Drinking some tea, y'all. Yeah. I'm just like, "Mm." I'm such a tea person. I don't know what happened. When I I was growing up didn't like tea at mm. all mm-hmm. um and it's funny because tea is one of my like anxiety like yes. chamomile yeah chamomile but also so teas of meaning everybody teas of meaning um i love all of her teas camilla has these wonderful teas i'm like a, com- like a commercial for the teas yes i almost brought some but she mm. has so many different blends they're all herbal blends okay um she's and, local mm-hmm. teas with meaning I love teas of meaning and so each tea just has a different purpose for me, different day mm-hmm. of the week. I have a tea for the full moon. I have a tea oh. for, like, yeah, like, if I'm waking up and my throat feels a little itchy, mm-hmm. like, for calming, like, just, yeah, it's one of those things for me that I didn't realize, like, is just so healing. And I'm like, is it because I'm a Pisces? Like, water sign, like, mm-hmm. I just need some more water back in my body. But just soothing. It's really And the soothing. intention mm-hmm. behind it, yeah. The intentions behind it, and then also... Like just the way that warm water and herbal herbal medicines. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of what I've been looking around, like my anxiety, has been going back to like 
like our own herbal traditions mm-hmm. um and so like with essential oils mm-hmm. and um like you were saying stretching yoga like a lot of that stuff is ancestrally like yes. ours um and it's just within our it's in our it's in our genetics it's in our, our whole lineage mm-hmm. um but we haven't had that and i think that a lot of people are looking at a lot of these things and like oh here we go. Right. This new age, <laughs> but there's nothing new about it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I wonder if there's anything that you do that's like out of the norm, that's like weird. Like, so some of my like self care practices, one is like getting my nails done. Um, <laughs> and people are like, what? That's okay. But literally, like, I don't know, like, whenever I see you, I'm all, like, we're all always different spaces. Mm-hmm. So I'm always on the go. Sitting down and getting my nails done mm. is almost torture. Oh, okay. So I have to sit down and do nothing for that long. I can't do anything with my hands. Oh. I literally just sit there. Okay. And so at first people were like, that, okay, like, they're always, is that like a thing you just like to do to be pampered? And I'm like, no, like, sitting for that long, I'm like, want to be writing something, want to be reading something. Mm-hmm. I'm like doing a bunch of things. So often I listen to audiobooks. Oh, okay. Um, so my mind, I, I still need to have some form of simulation. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny because I'll be sitting there with my hands and I'm like, okay, breathe, breathe. And then when I get like a pedicure, I'm sitting in the chair and I'm like, okay, it's a massage chair. Relax. Relax. Don't, I'm like timing it. Mm-hmm. How much longer is this going to be? Oh, no. <laughs> when I go, I'm just like falling asleep and she's like, so no, you good? I'm like, I'm over here. Nodding off and yeah, because I'm always on. Mm-hmm. You know, doing hair, you're on. You're holding space for your clients, mm-hmm. talking. I could be exhausted, I could be, you know, heartbroken, depressed, whatever the case may be at the moment, but I'm always on. So when I go get a pedicure or go get my nails done, I'm just trying to keep my mm-hmm. eyes open. Like I'm finally, you know, able to just be still. And like you said earlier, it does depend on the space. If it's not a good vibe, then of course I'm gonna yeah. be on edge. But thankfully, I have a pedicure <laughs> lady who is very calm, <laughs> and I can relax and nod off. And they're chatting away, doing their thing. It doesn't mean a thing to me because I'm relaxed. I'm in a safe space. Yeah. So, are there any things that you do that like are out of the norm or out of the reason why people usually do them? Or mm-hmm. is there anything that's like? Because for me, yeah, people go get their nails done all the time, and they're like, "This is their thing; they love to do it." This is like me training myself uh-huh. to like sit the heck down. Like I'm trying to get myself to really ground because mm-hmm. it just in any given moment I'm present, or mm-hmm. I'm here, or I'm there. I'm in a bunch of spaces, yeah. And so to pull myself literally like grounding down, yeah, I'll do that. That's like one example. Not that's something that would cost, but there are other things like you said, taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Well, as far as like something that's kind of been helpful is I kind of keyed in or selected a word or a word selected me, however you want to, you know, take it or put it, and it's a five-letter word. I can't share the word right now. Still. Top secret, yeah. Top secret, top secret. Coming just, soon. Just be ready. Be ready. It's gonna be good. It's so simple, but very empowering. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's each each letter. I've developed an acronym for each letter, and it's basically instructions on how to ground mm-hmm. when you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed. Uh, 
depressed, uh, stressed out, frustrated, um, just able to take a moment and just kind of reclaim, you know, balance within yourself and within um, your day. Yeah, like whatever atmosphere. Whatever atmosphere you're in. So it's like somewhat of a reset. Yeah. Okay. Well, when will we be learning about this word? <laughs> <laughs> After I get it trademarked. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I want to do that. Process. Okay. Yeah, so I, I have it printed. I have my logo complete. Um, I have t-shirts printed, mm-hmm. like those samples. Um, I started this last year. And the first logo was okay, mm-hmm. but it didn't it didn't really grab me like okay this is it. Yeah. And I you know worked with someone else. I said let me find a local um, mm-hmm. uh, graphic designer. Actually, Grizzly Graphics. Shout out to him. Um, I kind of we were just texting back and forth, and he sent me. He's like okay give me a couple of days. I'm gonna send you a mock-up. Text me a mock-up. I'm like that's it, mm-hmm. right there. And even though it wasn't what I exactly what I described it was my initial idea mm-hmm. but he made it even just more, bigger than you just a little bit more simple more simplified oh. than what I had initially wanted to do so yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. I'm excited for that I'm gonna be like too. Ooh, okay when am I getting this word um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think even just you having that process you know mm-hmm. just thinking outside of yourself because a lot of people um deal with different things and then they internalize it they hold up within themselves mm-hmm. um, they'll tell people about it but it's like this internal story mm-hmm. um, and I think that we're in a space right now where there are um, just so many intersections in our, our stories that the more we share the more we amplify mm-hmm. the like just I feel like the greater the blessings that are coming through all of that mm-hmm. um, because I've noticed that even with like performance and writing and poetry of different nature like Mm -hmm. I'll share something that I'm like oh my gosh (laughs) what did I do that for what did I just share that for (laughs) I just put myself on blast people are not going to relate like I overwhelm myself of like oh my god I just I just put myself out there right um and those are the moments people come to me and they're like that was incredible Mm -hmm. I relate in this way like I appreciate you for sharing this right um and it really it reminds me why I do it. It's mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, like it reminds me of that I'm a vessel yes. for some of these words. I'm mm-hmm. a vessel for um, these stories that I'm sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's really easy to get caught up in yourself. It's mm-hmm. really easy to Ooh. get caught up in your experience. I'm so glad you said that because as you were talking, I was remembering, um, you know, talking with my mom when I was younger, maybe like 19, and it was like, why can't I be happy? I'm, I'm unhappy. What's going on? She's like, Simone, one of the best things you can do when you're not happy is to take the focus off, off yourself and be of service. You know, go volunteer, at, you know, do something where you're, you know, giving instead of feeling that sense of neediness or lack, you know. So I think that's what this is all about. Like, this is my way of trying to overcome, you know, these obstacles you know basically taking the focus off myself yes i'm trying to help me but i'm trying to help other people as well like genuinely and i'm and i'm not saying like this like you said there's many avenues there are many ways to get to the same place but i'm trying to do my part you know mm-hmm. there's just so much toxicity in the world right now mm-hmm. and so many people are hurting committing suicide um suffering in silence yeah um if i can do my little part you know everybody's 
um, the community that we're a part of would speak on it and Second Mondays, like people are actually having ideas and executing, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm probably one of the oldest ones there. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all, can you just not even let her do this? Because I'd be like, age what? I'm still, your birthday, I was like, no, you're lying to me. This is not how old you are. I appreciate Anyways. that. Yes, I appreciate that. But sometimes I feel a little bit like, am I too old to be here? But I'm getting something out of it. And hopefully, you know, you guys are getting something out of me being there as well. But yeah, I want to do my part too. I don't want to just sit back and be like, oh, that's great. You just do your thing. You're doing great. And, you know, black excellence. I want to do my part. Like genuinely, I want to have a purpose that serves others. Because I feel like the society that we're in now with social media, everybody is so inward focused and so focused on image you know um most pages feature just ourselves different pictures here i am on tuesday oh i got my braids done mm-hmm. or here's this snapchat filter whatever you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i know I, here's I just, what i have for breakfast yeah now, <laughs> now i'm in mexico okay that's for real that's great but you know what i'm saying like let's I want to be part of the solution. Yeah, and I think the solution is so nuanced, but I really like what you brought up about just like how each person has a different impact. Um, mm-hmm. On the previous episode, I talked to Jeremy and Upside Down Ghosts about yes. legacy, mm-hmm. and I feel like legacy is really tied to like mm-hmm. you know how you show up in the world and like what you want to bring within yourself. Yes, I love um, that. And I, I really have been thinking about my own legacy in that. Um, and when I think about that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm always going to talk about self-care mm-hmm. and self-love and body image. And mm-hmm. in those, you know, those categories, there is depression, there is grief, yes. there is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, for me, talking about those things that are predominantly, like, ugly to people. Right. Um, because we need to dive into that. We need to look into the dark places that yes. need light just yes. as we shed in those Lift places. that veil. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that... One thing that you said that really just stuck with me is just like how you would like to be of service to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes beyond your ego. Yes. And I think that a lot of people need to hear that because mm-hmm. they're not going beyond their ego. A lot right. of it is how can I be the first one to do this? Yes. How can I do better than so and so? Right. You know, it's a lot of comparing, a lot of competition. Com- like competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up legacy and um, being ego driven and competition because one thing that I feel is disheartening is that even in the creative community, I'm, I'm kind of being discouraged by some of that same energy, like almost this hunger to be the the dopest spoken word artist in the Bay. It's like, okay, so There's enough is, for everybody. is that for you or is that feeding your ego? Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about legacy, legacy is something, so when I think about legacy, I think about like, inspiration mm-hmm. you know time something that's timeless something where you're it's like an offering that people can always you know refer back to mm-hmm. some people want to leave a legacy just to be like oh yeah I'm, people know my name okay well what else and what then else? what yeah and then what <laughs> like they know your name but what do they know about you yeah. what where's the substance mm-hmm. are you just on the mic just yelling and talking or are you really saying Ooh, something talk about it speak on it okay. speak on it <laughs> Yeah, one, I, one more thing is that I want to say is like, for me, my delivery is pretty much how I'm talking now. Mm-hmm. And my best friend, you know, sometimes you have those insecure moments and I'm like, everybody else is like, 
going so hard and rah rah rah, rah and loud and I want to I want the words to to like hit. Mm-hmm. I want it to make an impact and plant a seed. You might not get it right then and there, but my whole uh, message is about self love, mm-hmm. uh, self reflection, healing, growth. Yes. Uh, I love your pieces. Thank you. And yeah. then also the breakdown of illusions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, being away from spoken word for many years and coming back and coming back to what I speak on it. I feel like it's just a, like a priceless gift for myself because mm-hmm. in the beginning when I first came there, I was in like this illusion state of mind, like, oh, I'm a victim and my heart was broken and you did this and, mm-hmm. and Tiffany would kind of be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't really did say you know? anything, but I could, I could tell that I wasn't really, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. cleaning the wound. I wasn't going deep enough, mm-hmm. so it you're kinda, just like repeating back into it. I was kind of like just feeling like, oh, I'm a victim, and this happened to me, and what do I do now? But it's like, no, you're not a victim. Mm-hmm. You, you had an illusion, and it's like once you kind of like see the whole picture, you can grow, and then through that growth, you become empowered, mm-hmm. and when you become empowered, you're more fearless, and then you you have more to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, and I, oh my gosh, we am not going to butcher the quote, but there's a Toni Morrison quote that says that when you're free, your job is to free other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's true, like, none of us are free. It's like, I'll do one quote. None of us are free until all of us are free. Yes. Uh, and I think that a lot of people are dealing with these, like you said earlier, the mm-hmm. silent, um, the silent killers. Mm-hmm. The, you know, we're not seeing the things that are going on beneath the surface. Right. Um, and so I might see you and you're a loud mouth, you know, person and you do all these things and you're like you said in Mexico and doing like, you know, everywhere, mm-hmm. but you're struggling more than anyone would ever know. Exactly. Um, and a lot of things we do in society is like, we look at accomplishments mm-hmm. as success. We look at body type as success. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at weight loss as success. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have been talking recently about Adele, mm-hmm. um, and Adele, has she lost a lot of weight in oh, her divorce? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her. And so, like, folks have been talking about, oh, how, she, how great she looks mm-hmm. in that. Um, and I remember, like, I lost a bunch of weight, mm-hmm. um, but I was depressed. I was depressed and mm-hmm. I was stressed out mm-hmm. and I was anxious and I was going through all of these things. And I remember I'd go to family events and I'd have panic attacks before I would go because I knew that when I got in there, it was going to be a comment about my weight, oh. whether I gained it or lost it or anything. And I think that. So, as artists, do you feel like there is something that we could or should be doing in the realms of, you know, having these conversations or initiating anything? Mm-hmm. I just feel like as artists, um, we have the opportunity the opportunity to offer timeless gifts um, with our art, be it, you know, for myself, hair, or <laughs> poetry, creative writing. You know, a lot of people are making films that are just like Queen and Slim. That movie is just poetry and motion as far as I'm concerned. I fell in love with it. I feel like these offerings are, you know, healing. You know, they're like planting little seeds, hopefully, and, you know, let it be contagious. Let it spread, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's important. I, um, I wrote a, a piece about black women in mental health mm-hmm. um, and I performed it the day after my friend passed away 
Um, condolences for your family. Yeah, sure. and I'm I'm still processing the grief, understanding of yeah the shock really. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I remember, I was like, okay, I'm crying on and off that whole day. But when I performed, I remember just calling her in the space mm. and reminding myself why I wrote it. I wrote it specifically for black women dealing with mental health issues um, and mainly like how we've been taught to silence and numb and bury our pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought about how hopefully my words could touch someone in this space. Yes. Um, and I remember Tiffany brought her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if a young person can hear this now and this could be a seed planted yes. for later, like, that would make me happy. Like, mm-hmm. just to know that, you know, it might not resonate with her now. Because right. there are some things you don't learn until later. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's what that was. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of people, I mean, that happens with artists often, that mm-hmm. they have these ideas that don't get you know, cooked for a while. Exactly. Um, and I feel like people are so caught up in social media and mm-hmm. hype and reaction right. that people are waiting on people to, like, revel at them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so amazing, you're so wonderful. Yeah. But it might not be what you get, you know? So yeah. understanding that even when you're moving in these spaces, there can be a lot of anxiety around that. Of yeah. like, I'm going to start something new or mm-hmm. I'm going to share something I've never shared. Right. But there's a lot of bravery in that. There's a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. And I think that it takes a lot of courage to move, to act in the face of anxiety. I think one thing I like to do is, like, I think about action mm-hmm. instead of the overthinking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, this is, these are the places I want to go. These mm-hmm. are the things I want to do. How do I get there instead of, well, I can't do this because of this or mm-hmm. I don't have this. Because those thoughts are their lack. Right. They're coming from a space of lack. Mm-hmm. So I like what you were saying about your manifestation list because mm-hmm. it's not this place of cockiness, right? But it's a place of confidence, right? Just, and empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a place of knowing. Yeah. Um, even when you don't know how you're going to get there, right? And I think that is really important mm-hmm. um, to still have that space where we can dream, mm-hmm. where we can have visions, yeah. where we can want things to be better and really work towards that Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think that for a lot of people anxiety can be chronic it Mm -hmm. can be high functioning it can be you know triggered by so many different Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. um, that one thing I would recommend is like understanding like I guess what type of anxiety you have you know how it manifests in your life and also how you're mastering it Mm -hmm. because I've been Actually, it's so funny talking about Tiff, but Tiff asked me, she's like, how's your anxiety been lately? And I was like, you know what? I've been really mastering it. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand situations that make, that trigger my anxiety. I right. understand um, ways that I am those situations mm-hmm. and I've been learning how to navigate it right. to the point where I'll acknowledge it and I'm able to move on Yeah, because it's not keeping me in the grips of like, oh, poor you. Yeah, I like what you said earlier about... Um, wanting to like setting your intention to touch at least one person and that's like literally my prayer when I'm gonna you know do a poem or you know I was you know I had the opportunity to be a feature like the day after my birthday Mm -hmm. and that was such a healing moment in my life in my journey it was like a turning point um but you know all the anxiety that builds up throughout the day even up until the moment of okay you, you know so and it's fabulous i was like yes 
But, you know, the preparation to get there, right. it went back to what my mom said as far as taking the focus off myself mm-hmm. and being of service, you know? And it does, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I'm just, just guru or whatever, but doing my little part, doing mm-hmm. my part, or at least that being my intention to, yeah. to touch someone else, plant a seed, and hopefully it might click, you know, that night, that next month, next year, what have you. Cause we're all we're all works in progress and mm-hmm. yeah facing my fears forcing myself to to be in spaces when anxiety is like almost feels paralyzing mm-hmm. and still you know overcoming that in that moment and then taking it one day at a time and moving mm-hmm. forward from there definitely yeah. and I think that what you were saying about like uh, being a vessel like mm-hmm. coming into spaces and being a vessel yes. for hope, for change, for love, for, sure. for whatever it is that you yeah. are standing for. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, also being with yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think if you're full in yourself, you're able to come and be that vessel. Yes. But when, like, I'm trying to say this. Like, there are moments where I'm not in myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to these places and hope I show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's different for everybody. Like you throw yourself into a space and you're like, okay, we're awakening. Where I might show up and not be there, mm-hmm. and just be on autopilot mm-hmm. and just be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's really important for people to really check in with themselves mm-hmm. um, because there's there's this balance of people are either in this martyr complex where I'm gonna do everything for everyone mm-hmm. because that's what I was told to just go be that person. Ooh. And then there's people who don't do anything for other people. I'm who so are glad. Caught up in that ego and the pride. Yeah, that's a that's a big point right there. Uh, that martyr complex. I used to. I feel like as you know, black women or little black girls, we're kind of groomed that way mm-hmm. to put you know your praise or you feel like it's a good thing to put yourself on the back burner and you know give all you have, nurture everyone around you, and put yourself last. I finally realized like. It doesn't work like that. Like, I have to take care of myself first so that I, you know, actually have something of value to offer Mm -hmm. and um, to also remind myself not to feel resentment um, when maybe, you know, not necessarily it's not reciprocated back. You know, maybe they don't have it to give back. Mm -hmm. But also have, you know, boundaries in place and be able to say no and not feel guilty. Um, Yeah, it's, 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 it's important. It's needed. Yeah. yeah. Like what you're doing just in your life in general, I think that people, um, they discredit themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, well, I just write poetry or I just do hair. Like, there's always that belitt- like belittling of what we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that you honoring the space that you have to take in your life for yourself, for mm-hmm. others, is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, because people assume oh, I have to be like on the front lines of something to be making a change and making mm-hmm. some kind of ripple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that each person is like this pebble. <laughs> I'm gonna be like a metaphor, but everyone is like this really important like gem mm-hmm. that we honor and like bring so many things into spaces. Yeah. Um, not to discredit ourselves, right. but to really step into that. And I want to know if there was a point where you were like okay, this is who I am, I'm stepping into it? Or if you kind of mm. always felt like you had this um, duty to, to step into mm-hmm. yourself more fully. Mm-hmm. 
That's a great question. Um, for uh, it was about maybe four years ago. Um, I just came. I had just come out of a very toxic, um, verbally and emotionally abusive relationship, and um, that's when I was really depressed. Only coming outside to go to work, go to the grocery store. That was pretty much it. Um, just isolating myself. I wasn't doing any poetry. wasn't writing. I was just literally just stuck. And I didn't even realize how depressed I was at the time. And one of my um, friends from high school or classmates from high school came and got her hair done. And I hadn't, she hadn't, we hadn't seen each other in a while. Mm. And she was like, so what else do you do besides hair? And I was like, nothing. Mm. And that was a turning point in my life. And um, for a while I had been talking about going back to school just to take classes of interest, just for like personal enrichment. Mm -hmm. um, I had talked about these things for years. Oh, I want to start writing poetry again. I want to start performing poetry again. But I wasn't allowing myself to move forward. I was in my own way and very um, inward focused, focused on the darkness. I was creating more of that. Mm -hmm. um, and with her asking me that, <clears throat> I'm sure she didn't mean it in that way, but to me it was like a challenge. Mm -hmm. I'm a Leo. Oh, so we got that lion pride, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me let me get it together because that's bad. Somebody asks you like, what else do you do besides hair? I only do hair three days a week, and I think back then it might only been two days a week because rent is high, you know what I mean, and you have to pay by the day and what have you. So I have to manage my time and budget and what have you. Mm -hmm. Started taking classes, African American Studies classes. Started writing again. I met. Um, DJ B. Tippett, shout out to him. Mm -hmm. Met him on a fluke at like uh, Noah Holla Wednesdays. Okay, Noah Holla. <laughs> all these things, they all tie in. Like mm -hmm. nothing, nothing is by accident. Mm -hmm. And it was like after speak on it. But I came there because I was like, I want to do, I want to go to Afro Beats night. I love that vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, my father's West African, my mother's American. So I had, that's in my blood. It, you know, it feeds me. It's, you know, it's healthy for me. So he said, oh, this is the after party for Speak On It. I was like, my God, there's spoken word here. And I was like, I'm going to come one day. I think we met like in May. Or, and then I finally got enough courage to come in July or something mm. like that. Somewhere in that time frame, this was last year. And it was like, okay, this is, this is where I need to be. Um, so, yeah, I'm just mm -hmm. rambling. I forgot the question. No, it's okay. And when we think about um, movement, I think when I have like – a week full of anxiety and nerves mm -hmm. and just energy. I like to dance. I go mm -hmm. to concerts. I will just have a dance party in my car, in right. my room. Um, Turn that and, music up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that music is a really good platform. And we talked about earlier of like representation in that, you know, connecting to songs and connecting to that movement and breath and like back into your body. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if I was going to suggest one thing people do, if they're able to, is just have you know some kind of dance party some kind of movement mm -hmm. party um i'm always because, dancing at home mm -hmm. dance at home naked <laughs> get out the shower put your music on whatever you like that's and, a new one. yeah dance at home naked it's very liberating get in tune with yourself and like you know that little phrase dance like nobody's watching nobody's mm -hmm. watching so let loose, you know, after that shower, you feel refreshed, brush, you know, get do your hygiene routine, whatever, put your body all on. And it's like, stay moisturized, y'all. Yeah, stay hydrated <laughs> and moisturized. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much. 
I really welcome. appreciate you just coming and being Thank vulnerable. You. Thank um, you. I think it's really important for us to continue these conversations. Yes. And I know we will, um, especially mm-hmm. with people like us who are just being the trailblazers in that. Mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people who are having similar conversations, but yes. we can never have too many. Mm-hmm. So thank you and that is it.